What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on the Mayo Media Network. Happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. We got five games on the ice tonight. It's a weird schedule. No Habs, no Oilers, no Habs all week. Don't know what I'm going to do with myself. But only three games on the main slate. But I got Russ Prentice from FTN, a fantastic guest here, uh, a very knowledgeable hockey guy. We're going to break it all down with Russ in a little bit, talk about um, something interesting that happened last night in the NHL and also just some props and some picks. But first, let's, it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Follow the link in the description for a 100% first deposit match over at prizepicks.com. You can mix and match across all the sports that you love. Golf, March Madness, heating up, baseball's around the corner, NBA, and of course, hockey. And that's what we're going to do here for you today. I got two that have, I I don't think I've taken these guys all year. Andre Kopitar, 3.1 against the San Jose Sharks and Sidney Crosby, 3.6 against a hockey team called the Buffalo Sabres. Let's start with Kopitar. This guy, we talked about him on Monday, just very disrespected in Vegas, in season-long drafts, DraftKings FanDuel, doesn't really get a whole lot of love. He's got 37 points. He's tied for eighth in the NHL, 29 assists, the fourth most in the game. He's got points in 10 of his last 12 games, four goals and 16 points over that span. Not a volume shooter, not a big shooter. So I think that's why we're getting, you know, the low 3.1 fantasy point total here from, from prize picks, but 10 shots in his last four games. He's sixth among forwards in ice time. Love that. He's always on the ice. He's the guy that has the puck on his stick all the time on the power play as well. And the Kings have the 11th best power play. And for the Sharks, We've been picking on the SJ Sharkies just a little bit defensively. Five and five per 60 minutes, according to Natural Statric. The fourth most shot attempts, the sixth most shots, fourth most goals, seventh most scoring chances, and seventh most high danger chances. And they've been shorthanded more than any team in the league. That's right, even more than the Canucks shorthanded the most per game in the NHL. So maybe a couple power plays, and we find a couple points for Kopitar, he's got two goals and three points in three games against the Sharks. And the other one with Crosby, don't have to really say a whole lot here. Dustin Tokarski is a net for the Buffalo Sabres. And I'll be honest, I had to take a look to see when the last time he played. I know he came in for relief earlier this week, and he led in four goals against the Rangers. He came in for relief last year with the Ducks. This is his first start in the NHL since 2015. I saw him play live at the Bell Center in round three against the Rangers in the playoffs in 2014. He is not all that good. I'll be rooting for him, but Crosby at 3.6, I think we got to take a shot here. He's got points in 13 of his last 17 games, 16 of 20, seven goals and 20 20 points over that span and shooting the puck a lot lately too. 20 shots in his last three games. He had one game with seven shots on goal. So good matchup. He's got two points in two games against the Sabres. So let's take them over on both and let's bring in Russ Prentice. You can give him a follow Russ one Prentice. He does some fantastic work for us over at FTN. His cheat sheets are unbelievable. He's got a FanDuel one and a DraftKings one where he really breaks down absolutely everything. Lines, who's hot, who's cold, value on both sites. He's projecting uh, points and games, and uh, it's 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 nice. Russ, and I know you're on the West Coast, so thanks for joining me. And I love the Seattle Kraken hat you're rocking. Welcome, man. Thanks, Chris. Uh, glad to be on. Russ, um, I don't know if you saw the tweet last night from our guy, Matty Best. Um, Matt, you want to walk us through the last 12 to 15 hours of your life since you tweeted that uh it's been interesting um i was watching the game for my other job over at sportsnet and it was going to intermission i like usually we get the back haul so we get to listen to what the broadcasters are saying between the broadcasters and the producers and 99 percent of the time all that's like private hush hush stuff none of it incriminating and then i heard that and i was like well, he just said fuck on air. And I was like, I don't know what that was about. Then I ran it back again. I was like, oh, he's talking about makeup calls to a player. And first, I did think it was someone part of the play-by-play or color crew. And I thought about it again. I DM'd a few of my buddies, and they're like, no, no, no. This is like a ref for sure. And I was like, okay. So I looked at who was ref in the game, and I went, oh, surprise, Tim Peel. Got it. Cool. This all makes sense now. Um, and then after, so I do a regional podcast called Lockdown Predators, and I was like, I'll just tweet this to my audience, who's very Nashville-centric, just for them to see it, and it took off. I did not expect it to take off whatsoever, 
and my phone just, it froze for 15 minutes at one point. Keith Olbermann retweeted it, and he's got over a million followers, and I was like, I don't know what to do now. And I think my favorite part has been the people who have been either DMing me or replying to me and being like, why are you surprised at this, you asshole? And it's like, I'm not surprised at this. <laughs> like, we, everyone knows that makeup calls exist in almost every single sport. This is just the first case of them publicly coming out and being like, yeah, we were blatantly looking for a makeup call and I'm discussing it openly with a hot mic to different players. The, the whole topic of debate here shouldn't be, well, this is wrong. Yeah, no shit, it's wrong. Everyone knows it's wrong. It's now, how do you fix this? And the one thing I was thinking of is, you know how the NBA has that final minute of play report? Have something like that in hockey, but don't have it for the final minute. Have it for a whole game. If anything, you're creating jobs and you're creating accountability for the game, and you're creating integrity, because the NHL is taking on so much more in terms of the gambling world, that something like this is going to be absolutely necessary after an incident by yours truly, Tim Peel. You're going to get Tim Peel fired. Uh, the the 428,000 views as of right now, I mean, you tweeted this 12 hours ago, and I was trying to figure out the timeline. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't watching this game last night, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was a Victor Arvinson penalty, and Peel is just saying in the video that there really wasn't much there, that he wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early in the game. Is that <laughs> that? Yeah, the gist of it? that's pretty much it. I mean, RV went down, and he got a tripping call, but the other guy, like, dove. Everyone knew he dove, but the dive wasn't called because it was a makeup call. And then between uh, the breaks during the game, he skated over and was talking to a bench and was just explaining why he gave the call. I'm assuming he wasn't talking to um, anyone on the Nashville side because that would just make people want to kill Tim Peel. But like you said, he has to be fired. That's the only way around it. And sadly, I think the NHL is just going to go, all right, you quietly go take a vacation for the rest of the year and you're done. I don't think there'll be anything massive coming out of it, which is sad because you need something to come out of this. Yeah. Um, Russ, what do you make of this? Like, games aren't rigged in the NHL, but, man, a, the refs have a, a lot of pull and a lot of say. And you were talking off air before, you know, before we got on here that you ref some sporting events as well. There's just makeup calls all the time. I mean, you see it. A, I don't know how many times I've seen that. And I think other teams know that too, like one or two penalties, you know, chintzy calls all of a sudden you just know, even as a fan watching, Oh, the next one's on, you know, our team or that team or the other team. Like you see this a lot, Russ, it is a yeah. problem. It's not good look. Yeah. I mean, I, you see it in the NFL all the time. On There's a, there's a tick back call and then, Two minutes later, there's a holding call on the other side. That's a that's just a makeup call. I, 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 like I was saying earlier, I I, I I nowhere near the same level, but I, I officiated high school football in San Diego for a couple of years, and, and it, it, it's something I don't think I ever consciously acted on. But you always have this thought when you make a, a borderline call, and like, well, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I maybe maybe I need to make a, some retribution for that. But the, I hope that I hope I never did that. Uh, it's just something that pops into your head when you when you make a call that maybe you you reflect back on that you maybe shouldn't it's it's hard it's hard i don't think anybody really truly understands how difficult officiating is until you actually get out there and do that and i was doing it on a on a level that's much much less than these guys are doing and it's it's a tough thing to do so I, i i respect these officials most for the most part it's i know how hard it is to 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 be there in 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 the middle of the game and these guys are doing it at a pro level it's totally totally different level than than i had done yeah i I don't think anything comes of this matt maybe you're right maybe peel is is done for the year or you know they have a, a talk where they watch their hot mics i don't know it's it's tough. I just wanted to bring that up because Matt's going to have to turn off his phone for a week because it's going to continue to blow up. Everyone uh, follow Matt on Twitter, best of Matt, and just retweet. Um, 2K, man. Yeah, as, 2K. Long, as long as you're not an asshole and think that I'm taking a stance on this one way or the other. Like, I'm obviously taking a stance on the podcast and everywhere else, but yeah. the only tweet I've replied to is someone sent me a gif of the longest yard of the ref getting hit in the nuts and saying, how about you call a fair game? I was like, I didn't want to reply to anyone, but this is the best <laughs> reply I'll get all night. 
uh, yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, well, the Preds escaped last night. They got the victory. Maybe they'll get going, Russ. I know it's they're a team that we liked. We we thought that they would be a little bit better. Matt follows them, uh, does a podcast uh, surrounded around the Nashville Predators, so he knows them pretty well. They are not on the slate, as I mentioned, five games. We got some afternoon action here. We got Flames and Sens at five Eastern. We got Anaheim and Minnesota, and then just the three games on the main slate, but we'll break it down for uh, for DraftKings in just a little bit here. But let's start with Calgary and Ottawa. The Sens plus 160, 19 and 15 against the spread. The total here is six and a half. Ottawa hanging around. They've beaten some, beaten most of the teams actually in the North Division, 11, 20 and three. Had their way with Calgary this season. Minus 186, the Flames 14 and 19 against the spread. Philip Gustafson, Russ, played pretty well. He had 35 saves in the 2-1 victory on Monday, and the Flames wouldn't even give him the puck. I don't know if you saw the end of the game. (laughs) There's like, give me the puck. Yeah, Brady was after the puck, and finally they gave it to him, and it was his brother Matthew who shot it down the ice um, like he was in, you know, peewee hockey or something. But uh, what do you you make? What's that? I thought that was a little more playful than than yeah, the, yeah, I don't I don't think they were being no. malicious. It was kind of more playful. They definitely had a beer about it, a beer app. Maybe not, but they wanted to probably have a beer after and talk about it. But it's tough times these days yeah. to have beers with friends and brothers. Um, okay, so what do you make of this matchup? Six and a half. I've been kind of picking unders when it comes to the sense and the flames. I that's my first lean here minus 186 is tough there's a lot of heavy favorites here but bounce back for the flames and what do you make of this calgary team too like they've been just very inconsistent you know i i feel like they've been terrible but i look yeah. back and they've, they've won like five of eight i mean they haven't been bad in game wise they're just their offense and horrendous. they're playing solid defense other than the seven edmonton game that they played recently i mean they're they're just a low-scoring, ugly team right now. It's just uh, not a very good offense, and they're playing some pretty good defense. Uh, I mean, uh, Markstrom has been pretty solid in net and uh, got a pretty good pretty good blue line in terms of with Hannafin blocking shots and other guys, uh, Tanev, and he's playing well. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, Gustafson on the other side, Gustafson played really well, but I'm not sure if it was all him and so much the the Calgary's lack of offense recently. Right. I, mean, I I looked at Gustafson's stats in the AHL and he he was not that good in the AHL for three two and a half years. I mean he was a uh, about a three point two five GAA and a sub nine hundred save percentage in his two plus seasons down down in the AHL. So I did not expect him to come up and essentially shut out an NHL team. I mean. Uh, it was kind of a surprise to me. I, I, I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't go heavy on Calgary uh, the other night, but uh, I did use them on one team and neither guy, neither one of the two guys I used put up a point. So Gustafson, <laughs> Gustafson got me, but uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they, they Calgary made some changes tonight and got a couple passes. Yeah. So it's not going to be on the main slate. You're going to have no. to like play some, some showdown or whatnot. I just, yeah, I don't feel like there's really, going to be much offense i think the play is under six and a half i I agree yeah i just um you're right about the flames and you bring in daryl sutter and what he's been able to do you know with former teams he's got the two cups over the past you know 10 years or so uh even when he was with the flames in in 2014 or, or 2004 rather it was you know two goals per game allowed i mean they were a strong team then and they could score some goals, but they really played lockdown mode. The Kings didn't have a ton of offense, but they had the two cups. They did enough, obviously, and they played shutdown mode as well. And this just doesn't seem to be a lot of offense, man. Like, I don't know, like I would say maybe in a five game slate, I'd say, okay, maybe we should, maybe we can take a shot on a Goudreau or a Monaghan, but these guys are just, they're not getting it done. They don't look confident. It's not, I don't feel great putting my money down on these players to, you know, hit their shot props or get points. So there's really not a lot for me in this. I mean, Ottawa's won four of six. I mean, if you want to keep going with the trend here, they've, they've played the flames really tough. I mean, they've, they've done a great job and, you know, they've beaten the Leafs a few times They've beaten the Habs. They, they have hung around, you know, the spread 
tells you, six, 19 and 15 against the spread. The only thing that really kind of jumps out besides the, the under six and a half, which I will take under six and a half Calgary and Ottawa. These no points been trying these out at DraftKings. My book doesn't offer it, but been having some fun over at FTN. No points, Dadnoff. Uh, you know, it's, it's a guy who's five straight games without a point. Doesn't, you know, his, his ice time is all over the place, sometimes 13, 15, and maybe he's, he's hot and he has a game with 18 minutes here. But uh, this is kind of juiced. It is minus, actually, it's not too bad, minus 148. He's under two and a half shots is minus 162. But Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, I don't know. Brady Kachuk is not for me. There was a, you know, I, Russ, I don't know if you saw in the F10 Discord on Monday, um, a subscriber had saw Brady Kachuk. I think it was late Monday night was like plus 900 for four shots. And then he went down to plus 400 for four shots and it was just taken off the book. I don't know if it was a mistake or if the, <laughs> or if the guys uh, making the props on DK were out having beers with, with Brady Kachuk as uh, the guys in the show said on Tuesday, but I'm not going to dabble on Kachuk brothers with the shots, but if there was one that you wanted from this game, it probably would one of those Kachuk brothers, right? Rest they, they oh. are volume shooters. Yeah, those are the two I'd look at. Uh, um, one of the surprising things, I did look at some of the numbers in this game last night. And, uh, Gaudreau actually shockingly had his 13th goal on uh, Monday. And mm. in how many games they've played, that's actually a 32-goal pace in the 82-game season, which is fairly, fairly respectable. I mean, it was kind of shocked me at how well he's actually been playing it because I've used him a bunch and he hasn't done much for me in, 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 in DraftKings. So, um I was kind of shocked how well he's actually played. Um, Maybe know. I was a little hard on him. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, it's goals, two in his last four. It does seem like he's, he's, been quiet though right it does mm-hmm. seem like that maybe they just maybe my expectations are a little high for for him and you know where's the offense they but they need a little bit more from him and I think especially Sean Monahan. I mean Monahan's got the seven goals and 20 points in the season but he's been held out a point in five straight games he had the two against the Canadians but before that it was like three straight without a point as well he, he did yeah, a lot know. of that he did a lot of that damage in a in a short period too he had, a, he had a, he, there was a there was like a week or a week and a half where Monahan was one of the hotter players in the league. So looking at the rest of the season he's been yeah um matt what do you think about the flames man is, is they a playoff team are they going to turn things around I, I don't have faith in them making the playoffs this year there's just too much inconsistencies going around um speaking of consistencies though tim peel has just been told that he's not reffing any more games this year oh wow there, just there like that well there you go do you feel guilty? Well, <laughs> a little, but not really at all. No. I, I, <laughs> producer producer Drew, our pal of the show, uh, messaged me last night, and he's like, you definitely need to put I got Tim Peel fired in your Twitter bio. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I probably should do that. Like, I don't feel bad. He did this to himself. Yeah. Um, all right. There, there. There you have it. Big news. Uh, okay, we'll move on from the Flames and the Sens. It is, uh, I don't know, if you're looking for an underdog, I think maybe potentially. I would expect the Flames' best effort tonight. Like, this is this is go time. you got to start winning some hockey games. And, again, Ottawa's just played so tough, but I think the under is, is the play here. So, another game that we saw on Monday, we had Minnesota and Anaheim. Uh, this is a game in Minnesota tonight and heavy favorites here with the wild on the board and with the ducks, this was a tight game. Another one that was, you know, it started off. There wasn't really a whole lot of offense. We did not get Zuccarello's shot prop for the first time in <laughs> maybe 10 games. We didn't get it. He didn't have a shot. The Wild minus 230 favorites here. Five and a half is the total. Anaheim plus 195 on the road. 20 and 13 against the spread. They've played 21 goal games, the most in the NHL. They've hung around as well. Nine and 18 on the season six overtime slash shootout losses. And then 19, 10 and one for Minnesota. So we got lucky with, with the Wilds. Uh, had them on the puck line though. So if you had them on the puck line, you did not get lucky last game. I thought we'd see a little bit more. But they have won uh, a lot of games at home here, Russ. They're they're a strong hockey team at home. Do you feel like there's an upset? Uh, what do you make of this matchup? I, I like the Wild tonight. They yeah. think they could pull out another one. Anaheim is just they're they're not a good hockey team here at all. Um, I, I've liked John Gibson over the years, but uh, it, I mean he can't he can't do it all. And he's starting to he's been cracking the last year and a half here. So it's 
it's just tough to, to stop when you're in a shooting gallery every night. I mean, they, they've, they've got some young players that are hopefully going to turn out to be solid plays down the road, but they're just not ready. They're not ready for any success. Um, the, the Wild have been great this year. They've, they've surprised me a lot. I, I, I thought they were going to struggle this year, but uh, they've, they've turned out to be much better offensively than I expected. And uh, I always like their defense. I, their defense is defensive players. They got, they got, they're just loaded on the blue line. And, um, their, their offense and their goaltending way better than I expected. Um, although recently, I mean, they got just completely destroyed in those two games by the, uh, Colorado. Uh, Colorado really put them in their place, right? They, 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 I don't know if they, I don't know if they're still on a little hangover from that, but uh, they did not look great on Monday against the Ducks, but pulled it out. So, um, yeah, losing Dumba, uh, I don't know how long Dumba's going to be out. Hopefully, maybe he's back tonight. But uh, um, for them, too. He, didn't, he didn't play on Monday. No, I, I and and just they're still so loaded on on the blue line. To your point, that you know they could. They've already played a handful of games without Dumba. You mentioned Brad Hunt, right? Was on the first power play unit. He's, yeah, he's interesting. Russ has these great uh, part of his cheat sheets. Um, you know, just all the power plays laid out there for you. Do they correlate? Do they also play five and five as well as on the same power play unit? I thought maybe Spurgeon would get an opportunity. I think Suter scored his first goal of the season uh, in the game on Monday, but a lot of these guys are fairly cheap uh, if you are playing DK, but again, it's not in the main slate. So I'm going to go back to Zuccarello. We've talked about this before on the show. I mean, just short memory, whatever he's, he's, this is a guy who had hit, you know, the, the over 1.5 consistently, it was like 10 of 12 games. And then uh, does nothing in the last game, but I'll go back to him. I don't mind it. One and a half again here today. Um, Kirill, Kirill, what do they call him? Dala Dala Bill, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, minus 155 to score a point. I don't mind that. It's not bad. I don't know if we're going to get Gibson or we're going to get Ryan Miller, but you're right. Gibson hasn't been great anyways. He's kind of just been crashing over the past few weeks. Uh, no point. Ricard Raquel, we hit that one on Monday. I'm going to go right back to it. I know he's a volume shooter. He may lead the Ducks uh, among forwards in ice time as well, but minus 122 for no points for Raquel. And I kind of lean the under. It doesn't really matter who the Wild play in net. To to your point, I mean, this is the first of a back-to-back for them. I They could go Cam Talbot. Talbot's been solid. 918 save percentage, a 254 goals against average. So I, I like I like many too. It's just tough. To, maybe you got to put them in your parlays it's tough to you know to to lay that juice like such heavy favorites i think maybe a goal and a half is fine but they do still play rest this this tight style of hockey and you know they don't score a lot of goals even though they check a lot of boxes five and five they generate a lot of high danger chances they control the puck they don't give up a whole lot they're very stingy unless they're playing colorado they give up like 97 shots in two (laughs) games but I will lean with the puck line, but I think the under is, is another strong play. Okay. So let's get into the, the main slate here. Um, we'll, we'll talk DK at the end, but Buffalo two, two, five, they are heavy road dogs. Um, Pittsburgh minus 275, 14 and 18 against the spread 19, 11 and two for the Pens, six twenty and four for the Buffalo Sabres. Man, it has been bad. We set off the top, Dustin Tokarski. Uh, it's been a long, long time since this guy has started a game in the NHL. Got to go all the way back to the 2015 season. I don't know. At one point, maybe the Sabres are going to win. I'm not laying, I'm not going to get involved with the Pens. It's either you take them on the puck line or I think you just go with the upset and Buffalo wins a game. Is this the night, Russ? Buffalo wins a hockey game. I'm not sure they win tonight, but uh, it's not. It, there's no value in Pittsburgh either. It's just too much delay, and not, in any any game like any any game, I, I, I'm not playing two seventy five to three hundred. It's it, in the game of hockey, it can go any way. I talked about that preseason with gold when you're picking gold in the best. Don't don't bank on wins. I mean, you can't get much. The, Best team in hockey is only going to win 60, 65% of their games. So you're going to, you're going to go for those wins. You're going to be hurt. That's, that's what you're doing tonight with, with Pittsburgh. You know, One of the things I noticed about Buffalo, though, they're actually not giving up very much power play. Time. 
they're fifth fifth fewest minutes in the league per game. Uh, and Pittsburgh eats on the power play. So uh, if Buffalo can stay out of the penalty box, uh, this, they could they could hang with Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm not. I don't. They, Buffalo's not scoring. They also have the fewest fewest even string goals in the league by by a wide margin. Uh, so they're 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 not a good hockey team, but they can they can stay clean. Pekarski surprises and. This could be an ugly, like three-two game either way, and who knows? But uh, not a very good team. But Pittsburgh is not playing great hockey either. Right now. No, they're they're not. Um, you were cutting in and out there. I don't know if that oh, was okay. on on my end. That's all right. We'll just uh, we'll get you to to speak up a little bit louder. It's it's all good, Matt. What do you think? It's Buffalo's lost fourteen straight games. Their goal differential is minus forty-two. <laughs> Russ brings up a good point. When you look at their numbers, like they don't generate a lot offensively and they're without Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall struggling and Jeff Skinner, like all these guys we've talked about so much, but they have, you know, poor Tukarski, but they have, you know, done a great job of eliminating. They're not among the leaders in giving up a, a lot of quality chances, but man, we've been just puck lining them nonstop. Is this a, a route you're going to go again with when it comes to the Sabres tonight? They got my money once on the puck line in the last game against the Rangers, and I felt good at the start of the game. I know a few buddies who run Buffalo money line, absolute insanity, but uh, they took my money once. They're not taking it again, but Pittsburgh's not taking my money either at minus 275. That's just too much to lay. Like that's You're not making any money if you include the Penguins. Even on a parlay, you're not going to boost it by much. Uh, we're nearing the point where... I hate this narrative, but the Sabres are due, and I hate that narrative more than anything. <laughs> I hate saying a team is due, but come on, they are due at some point. 6-20 and 4, riding this big losing streak. Their, their offense, every team can find it one night, and I'm just terrified that this will be the night. Um, the Pens, though, I think the Pens have been sneaky good at 19-11-2. I think if you just blindly asked me what the Penguins' record was, I wouldn't have guessed 19 wins. I would have guessed a lot lower than that. But like I said, minus 275, too much. Don't want to take the Sabres on the spread either. I'm just, just going to leave this game alone. Probably take Crosby over shots two and a half. Yeah, I got Crosby written down here. I like the the over two and a half. Uh, Gensel's been doing it here and there. It's not as consistent. I think if you can find Brian Russ, like those, that's the line. They're, they're playing a lot together. You know, if they do get, a, a, you know, some power plays to Russ's point, like it's been a potent power play. And, you know, Crosby, as I said off the top of the show, he's just been shooting a little bit more. So we'll put Crosby in there. You know, not bad. Minus 125 for two and a half shots. I was a coward on uh, Monday with the no points for Hall and Reinhardt. I wanted to, to do it so bad. Um, they're both sitting there just staring at me. No points. Minus 118. They're not going to be in my parlay. I like Raquel, no point. Dadnoff, no point. A little bit more, but I think you can have some fun on what is a, a short and weird slate with a lot of heavy favorites. Maybe you just have some fun with these parlays and the, or these props rather, as opposed to laying the juice on you know a, a Pittsburgh or a Minnesota. Next game, LA and San Jose. This is basically a pick 'em minus 108 for the Sharks at home. 18 and 12 against the spread. Five and five is the total here. 12, 14 and four on the season. San Jose and LA 13, 12 and six minus 108. 22 and nine the Kings on the spread here. This was another game on Monday that was 2-1. So a lot of these games, like they were, it was 2-1 Sens on Monday against Calgary. It was 2-1 Minnesota on Monday. Anaheim over or Minnesota over Anaheim. And then this one here was 2-1 Sharks. I thought we maybe we'd see a little bit more offense. I wasn't surprised to see maybe LA Russ lay an egg after they just had a hard-fought game against Vegas on Sunday where they <laughs> pulled that victory out and it was a quick turnaround for them. It was the second half of a back-to-back, and now they play uh, a Sharks squad. What do you think? What's your initial thoughts on this matchup? You know, I've, I've been... I've been on the Sharks. I've been waiting on the Sharks to pop a little bit offensively, and it just hasn't happened. I mean, they they had a really good game against Vegas a couple of games ago, but they've been zero on this homestand. I, I even I, in, against St. Louis, who hasn't, hasn't been good defensively, and then the Kings, who haven't been good defensively, and they, they're just not scoring goals right now. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything specific, but uh, they they have five really good forwards, and they kind of spread it around a lot they did like one night one night Kane will score and then Couture will score and then Timo Meyer will score and uh, 
hurdles score it's they don't they don't they don't have a, a specific line that goes bonkers any given night um they did it in that vegas game but they seem to spread it around quite a bit and then they're also mixed and matched up, up until recently they've been kind of mixed and matched on the power play so it's hard to it's hard to lock them down and figure out which one's going to go um the kings are essentially a one-line team I, I i do like their second line a little bit and kempe and the um Athanasio has some value plays, uh, one-offs and stuff like that. But, I mean, they're, they're probably the majority of their offense. Um, but I don't know. It's just not a very good hockey. The two teams that are subpar defensively, not great offensively, and neither goaltender has played really well either. So any of their four goaltenders haven't played well. So it's just kind of an ugly game altogether. I could see either team scoring five and I could see this going two one again. I mean kind of a bad game to try to target target or peg the win the right one. I know every time that the Sharks play, I again off the top I was just rattling off a lot of their numbers. And Matt, we talked about LA generating some high danger chances in this division being, you know, kind of wide open, but really there's a lot of games that just disappoint you from a DFS standpoint. This would have been one last week, the sharks and the blues thought we'd see some goals and it was just a, a grind. Not a lot of offense there either. I kind of feel the same way you do Russ. It's it's, I think we can take maybe some shots in DFS. I mean, hurdles got two goals and seven points in seven games since returning, but I was on him to, to pick up a point the other night. He was minus minus one twenty five to score a point. He didn't do it. Um, you know, Couture is minus 155 for a point. Kopitar is, is totally just it's out of whack at minus 230 to, to pick up a point. Doesn't seem like there's anything here for me in this game besides Dustin Brown. And it's not breaking any news here, but two and a half minus 125. You can use our free prop shop over at ftmbets.com. You type in a player, you type in a team. It will bring up the best odds across all the books available. And you can see the best odds. William Hill is plus money for Dustin Brown. I don't understand that one. It's silly. Bet365 has caught on, usually around minus uh, 140, 150. I saw him minus 167. Uh, I think it was Bet MGM minus 167 on Monday. He's had at least three shots in 12 straight games. He just likes to shoot the puck. I don't know if it's part of his con and his contract, like incentives, or I don't understand, Russ, what it is, but this guy will shoot from everywhere. He doesn't care at all. I saw in a rush, there was no business for him to shoot the puck, and he could have flipped it into the corner of your teammate, and he shot it from the corner, and, hey, it was a shot on goal, and we'll take it. We don't care about that stuff. So uh, Brown, for me, is is the one. Uh, and then I, if I had to lean aside, it probably would be with the Kings, but I don't think I'm going to have them in my card. I like this next game. I think this is decent value for the Jets, minus 148. We were on the Monday. They had the 4-0 victory against Vancouver. Uh, I thought maybe potentially the Canucks would – you know, come out flat and they did, they had the lengthy road trip out East and there's their first game back after that road trip. And they just didn't look good. They look flat. I think Bo Horvat left the game too. So they're already without Elias Pettersson and they're just, this is a team too. It's, they're not great. I thought they'd be a little bit better than what they are, Russ. I don't, I know a lot of people are all over their defense. I don't mind their, their defense. I think, you know, they have some guys who can play and Myers and Edler and Quinn Hughes still learning to play, uh, a defensive style of hockey, but you know, even, even Schultz, like it Schultz, they just, they have some guys, but it's just, it's not clicking for them. They're not really scoring any goals lately. And it's just been all Thatcher Demko. If it wasn't for Demko, my goodness, this would be one of the worst teams in the entire league. 24 and eight on the spread for Winnipeg. The total here is six. I like the jets again. I lean with the under, I don't know how many goals they are going to be able to get on Connor Hellebuck. I know he's been a little inconsistent, but this is just a really good matchup for them in the jets. I'd like them in DFS too tonight. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have like a little metric that I, that I have when I do my rankings and Vancouver's the second worst right now. Uh, second worst, second worst. The Ottawa's the only one. Um, it, it's basically they, they have them as they, they allow 17% more scoring chances than the average team. In the league. Wow. And that's a lot. <laughs> it's quite a bit. Um, what, uh, Winnipeg is kind of right in the middle, uh, offensively they're, they're, they're about three and three and a half percent above average. So the, the, the difference between those two numbers, you're looking at a 20%, 20, 20.5% 20 above average for Winnipeg. 
take the two numbers and add them together. So um, Winnipeg's in a pretty good spot tonight offensively. Um, I, I, I like to target second second lines on the road. So uh, the, the Kyle Connor, uh, Ellers, uh, Ooh, yeah. Luke, Pierre Luke Dubois line would be the one I, I target tonight. Um, it, it seems like they've been the best line for, for Winnipeg for a little while. I, mean, I don't know, the Lee Wheeler have seen quite recently. Uh, I may have not seen every game, uh, maybe not played a Sunday game or something that I missed them do something on, but uh, I, I think it just feels like the Connor Wheeler's line has been the one. Yeah, that that's been the that's been the line that we've loved a lot here. I had left Connor off the prize picks, but <laughs> it was only because I've talked about him so much. I just this guy is just he just loves to shoot the puck. Ehlers hit the shot prop the other night. I like that line too quite a bit. And you can find uh, Pierre Luc Dubois at one point five on Bet three six five. Usually he pops up mid afternoon, so I would take. I mean, I like that that entire trio for for shot props. But my favorite would be Kyle Connor two and a half. Maybe, maybe Miller, if Horvat doesn't play, like somebody is going to have to shoot the puck there. I, I don't know the extent on, on Horvat, if he's going to be good or not. I'm just looking here now on the fly. I mean, it's, it's really, it's early. So, you know, he's considered day to day. I don't, it's a late game. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing. Travis Green says he's he's day-to-day. He could potentially miss uh, Wednesday's game. So he only played the 15 minutes. He left early in, in the last game. So he's, he's having a good year. He's a good player for them. Uh, he logs a lot of ice time, a lot of key face-offs for on power play time as well. I'm, I'm not sure they they beat uh, a little bit for much, but the, the, I mean, Miller and Washer should get a lot of work before that's out, so. Yeah, I can imagine those two guys don't get it quite quite a bit. Miller sometimes his shot prop is at one and a half too. Um, bet three six five, which I I know he's had just the two shots in the last two. And you look at the the game log, it is one or two. Like you'll have to sweat it out. But the ice time for JT Miller over the past couple of weeks, especially since Patterson has been out of the lineup, he's been taking some draws. He's been playing center. It's crazy. 22, 22, 25, 23, 23, 24, 22, the last time out. So he's just getting a lot of ice time. And if those, I mean, like, again, if Horvat's going to be out, then Miller's going to be, you know, shooting the puck a ton. Let's head over to DK and we will take a look at, I guess there's, this is a weird, weird slate, right? I mean, it's, it's tough. There's not a lot of games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Three games. So I don't know. What's your strategy when it comes to, do you have a strategy when it comes to three games? I know you're a big FanDuel guy, but. Um... Actually, I've been playing more DK lately. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, tonight's slate's very strange. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh wine. There's going to be some off. chalk. It jumps right. off the sheet to me. I mean, they're, I got them seven and a half points better than anybody else. It's, it's just, I, they're, they're really expensive too. Though. I mean, they're, they're 4 million. They're, Four point or three point seven more than the Winnipeg two line. So, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you you fade them and hope that Buffalo doesn't give up more than a goal or two to them. Tokarski night. <laughs> Tokarski yeah, night. We'll, we'll, uh, flashback from that that cup run. Uh, yeah, I don't know either, man. I Buffalo is going to be really chalky. We bring up the center position here on DK. We have Crosby at seven seven. Shifley, 6'9", Malkin's not in the lineup, Kopitar, 6'5", Horvat, we don't know, as we said, 6'3", Couture, 5'9", Miller, 5'8", Kempe, 5'2", Hurdle, 4'9", Dubois, 4'8". I, I like that Jets second line, too. I, I think there's a ton of value. We get over to wing, we'll see it. There's there's a lot. I feel like Kyle Connor's been mispriced for a guy who's, you know, top five in goals, but yeah. I, I guess, like... If you're only playing one lineup, what's the point of having that one lineup with these pens, especially in a, in a tournament when everybody else is going to have pens, maybe you need to be a little bit different here. And I think the way to do that would be with the jets with the second line or just getting real nuts potentially and going with this, the sharks, you know, couture at five, nine or taking hurdle, like pairing up maybe hurdle and Meyer or going all in with couture and Kane when we get over there. Or maybe just being, you know, taking a look at like a McCann. Uh, it's. I was, I was just looking at the. I was. I was about to say. I think. I think you might be better off taking a shot at Pittsburgh too, and going yeah. McCann, Kapanen, or Rodriguez. A couple of those pieces. 
Yeah. Or be just being right out to lunch and going Eric Stahl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to put your money down on that, oh. but Stahl seems checked out. He's waiting to get traded. Three goals and then 10 points in 30 games. It's it's not for me, but if you want to just think outside the box, it may be this may be the opportunity to, to do so with the three games and just Buffalo being, you know, massive underdogs. I just I don't know, yeah. Russ. I don't think I don't think I could do it. McCann is interesting to me though. I think there's something there potentially. Like this has been no a bad. bad team. They lost 14 games, nine of the 14 they've lost by at least two goals. So they they haven't been in a lot of the games either, Russ. Now, there's something to say about the the these games where there, there's a potential blowout too, because a lot of times the when that happens, I mean Crosby won't play much in the third, or just they'll just affect some of their bigger guys. And you get some extra ice time for that second one in the third period, and maybe they can squeeze out an extra goal. Um, so I, I don't know. I if you're going with one, if you're going, if you're playing one team tonight, which I, I would, I mean it's such a point, I wouldn't even bother playing one team tonight. Just I know and you, you can't, you can't take a night off. People can't take a night off, but uh, <laughs> no, no nights night. off. This should be the night to take off. But if you're going to play one team tonight, I, I'm, I almost just fade Pittsburgh and try to hit something big. And there's no reason to play Pittsburgh. Okay. If you're I mean, playing, you're playing two teams, go ahead and use Pittsburgh on one of the, one of the, teams. Uh, but, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to put in Crosby, Gunsel and, and, and Rust and or Rust, you're going to have to hit the nuts on everything else. Yeah, you are. You're, you're going to have to – the second part – You, I mean, you could do that, but the secondary line or, you know, third pieces that you have will – you know, you'll have to hit for sure. And it's okay. That's a, a strategy. You can mix and match. You can go, you know, Pittsburgh line one and then maybe Winnipeg line two. Winnipeg – you won't be able to get Winnipeg line one in there. It just won't, it won't fit. But you can maybe get some L.A. and San Jose guys uh, over at the wing. Gensel, Kane, Ehlers, Connor, Russ, Besser, Wheeler um, – Brown, Dustin Brown, Meyer, Kapanen's up to 5K. I follow 4'8". Uh, but yeah, I mean, Paul Stastny's 4'5". I know he's on that first line. LeBanc, 4'4". Uh, he's on that first line, getting more power play time, as you alluded to in the Discord chat earlier in the week. He's bumped up, and his ice time has really uh, creeped up there as well. I'm looking for some value, and uh, maybe Anthony Siu. You brought him up earlier, Rodriguez 3-1, to just think outside the box, potentially. Anthony Siu has been, you know, he's been decent, actually. He picked up an assist. Uh, he's got a couple goals he's got 12 points on the season in only 23 games but uh, he's getting some ice time played 18 minutes the other night he's on that second line um with carter had a nice little pass to carter on the breakaway there on sunday so that's kind of where i lean which is some of those guys i think we're we're really on jets uh over at defense Latang burns a lot of guys who were just out here, uh, top dogs like Barry, Nurse, Petrie, Weber with that postponed game. So Latang, Burns, Doughty up at the top, Pionk, Morrissey, Quinn Hughes, Eric Carlson, Edler, Forbat, or Forbort, rather, is going to block some shots for you. That's basically it. Hamannick, uh, same sort of deal. Ristolainen. Uh, Ferraro has been blocking some shots, hitting them. I streamed them this week in season long. Is there any, I know you just, you're all over the value when you're looking and break it down. Is there any value defense that stand out to you or are you spending up for some of these guys? No, I think they, they kind of, they caught up to us on some of the, the value guys. I mean, uh, Hannafin got moved up to 4,500 tonight and, uh, not a, not, not, not just plugging and playing him like we have the last couple nights, but uh, he's certainly still in play. So, oh wow, actually, that's on the early, the early slate. So, can't even use him on the main slate. Um, there's not a whole lot that jumped off the the, the sheet to me tonight. Um, Morrissey's okay, I think, at four eight. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I just. I, I find myself more and more just plugging in two min price guys at defense. It's just, there's, there's such a big discrepancy in the prices on DraftKings. It's like, if you're not going to spend 5,000, you might as well just spend 20, 2,800 or something on the, on the cheap guy. And just hopefully you, you could steal a couple blocks and maybe a lucky assist or something. But uh, <clears throat> on uh on FanDuel, the prices are much more compacted, pretty much the, the cheapest guys are 3,500 on FanDuel. So you're you're better off spending up a little there because the discrepancies the, aren't nearly as big. But on DraftKings, it's I mean you can save over three thousand going down to one of those cheap guys, and that helps you a lot more on offense than than you save on DraftKings or on um, I think I think I called him Schultz earlier, but Nate Schmidt 
uh, is yeah, who I was thinking he's, of. He's been um, decent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been – you just – you're hoping for some blocks, right? You're hoping that he could – I mean, if he hits a score sheet and blocks a couple, you look back, he had 18 fantasy points against the Sens four games ago. He had an assist, and he had five shots and two blocks. Like, you're just – you're kind of hoping for that. I, th- you know, he's not min price, but you know, maybe John Marino two nine. Um, one, yeah. one of the guys, Quinn Hughes has been kind of quiet, but for forty seven hundred on the first power play, I mean, with with Horvat out potentially, he's gonna have to pick up some offense. That's it's not, not bad. a bad, it's not a bad flyer. Eric Carlson, I've been, he was doing well until I started playing him. Then he's done nothing the last three games. So, uh, I <laughs> well, let us know if you're going to play him. I won't use him tonight. So, you guys can probably nice. cash in on that ticket. Edler's been pretty solid, especially against a team that's going to shoot the puck a lot. Hopefully, you, you could lock in the shot block bonus for him for 4,500 potentially. It, there's, yeah, I don't see a lot tonight. There's just not a lot of really good values tonight. Uh, in goal, I like Hellebuck, 8-2. Uh, he's a little bit pricey. I, I probably won't get up to Jari or, or Casey DeSmith. I understand it. You know, maybe you're going to get the W there. How many shots are you going to get? 8-3 for both of those guys. I don't know. It's not for me. I don't really like to spend up in goal. I think if you're if you're not feeling the Jets, I mean, Demko, right? It's either you – I mean, you go against Demko or yeah. you – Yeah, if you're, not playing the, you, if you're not playing the Jets, you should go with Demko. They're, yeah. They're, I mean, and even if he loses, I mean, they, they should get – he should get put in the I, I went. I played him on Monday, which was probably a stupid play, but uh, he's. He, I've been riding him pretty well the last couple of games. And, I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, it's he's been underpriced and he's been hitting the save bonus, and a lot of people are playing him too. So there is something to be said about playing Jets too. I mean, I, I think people will be on the Jets, but in a bigger slate, I feel like sometimes lately because he's been so hot, a lot of people are are hesitant to maybe roster players against Demko. They'd rather just save the money and rock Demko. So I think it's either Jets or Demko for you. If you're not playing Jets, you rock Demko. Uh, but I'm on the on the Jets side of things today, and I think I'm just going to ride with Hellebuck. Have no problem. Maybe if you want to, you know, Dubnik or Jones are just a little bit too expensive for me. I'm not totally into it. Matt, um, give us your thoughts on DK and uh, tee us up here for the picks. How'd we do on Monday? Is it okay if I say I'm not playing DK tonight? Because there's yeah, literally like Russ nothing. said, it's maybe one of those days where you just get involved in some sh- in some props here tonight. I-, I think on DK, I'll just play in a couple GP with absolute dart throws and leave money on the table <laughs> and just be okay with it at the end of the day. Um, this is a slate where I think you can take some chances and your buddies won't ostracize you for it. Uh, let's jump into the bets here. So... You did actually pretty good. I say that Sounds like it's surprised. a surprise, but it's I'm not. I'm not. I don't know why I said it yeah. like that. Thanks. Um, five for seven. You went. Uh, actually, it was more than five for seven. My math is terrible. Um, you hit the Carolina money line, Winnipeg money line, Islanders money line. Uh, the Edmonton money line didn't count because there was no game. Flames money line you missed. You did give out three bonus puck lines too. Two out of three hit. You got Colorado and Winnipeg missed on mini. So that brings your win-loss record to 89 and 61. Your total is 89 out of 147. Shot props, pretty solid night, my friend. Five for seven. Uh, bringing your win-loss to five and two there if you want to do it that way. I got to give it out both ways now after getting called out. Uh, Zuccarello <laughs> and Landy are the only two that missed. You hit on Zabinijad, Svechnikov, Rantanen, Connor, and Brown bringing your shots win-loss total to 23 and 10 or no not 23 and 10 that is a lie brings it to 28 for 32 that means you are 28 and 4 on shot props oh baby Let's so do maybe Let's the shot props we should have been tracking since the start of the season <laughs> it's all good um yeah, so shot props again today. I'm going to go back to Zook. I know he burned us, but I got to go back there. Uh, one and a half. Get it in some parlays. It's starting to get. It's starting to creep up. If you don't do it now, I mean, closer to puck drop, this may get up to like 175, which is, is getting close to fade. But uh, Zook, one and a half. Crosby, two and a half. Uh, these are overs, by the way. Kyle Connor, two and a half. Dustin Brown, two and a half. Those, those are my favorite four. I'm just going to avoid the Kachucks. I'm just going to avoid the whole Calgary and and um, Ottawa game when it comes to shot props. I think if you know north of the border, bet three six five again. Use that free prop shop. You'll you could potentially find Ehlers in there at two and a half, or Pierre Luc Dubois, or Kirill. But let's just keep it to those four: Zoo, Crosby, Connor, and Brown. Those are the guys. 
I, I again, let's have some fun with maybe the no points or points. It's just a weird, it's a weird slate, right? It's weird DFS night. It's heavy favorites. It's tough. Dadinoff minus one for 48, no points for Evgeny Dadinoff, five straight without one. Raquel minus 122, no points. Uh, Dala Dala Bill, Kirill Kaprizov uh, minus 155 to have a point. Uh, and they kind of correlate too. If you want to, you know, if Kaprizov gets a point, Matsu Gorilla may get one too. He's right around the same price. And then, oh man, something tells me Buffalo tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Hall and Reinhardt off. I think maybe potentially they could hit the score sheet. Uh, but if you want to get nuts, both of those guys minus one eighteen. Calgary and Ottawa under six and a half. Minnesota and Anaheim under five and a half. Jets and mini by two. I know that may be like, why would you pick them under? And then you're picking them on the puck line. I think they win the game like three, one or three, nothing, maybe two, nothing. will be fine under. Do you have a favorite bet Russ on the way out a team that you're back in here tonight? Is it the jets? Uh, yeah, I like the jets a lot. I'm actually going to play them on the puck line. Um, especially if just taking it at Horvat. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't see Vancouver putting up a bunch of goals. Hopefully. Winnipeg can. If you take them on the puck line, that's pretty decent there. That's, sure. that's plus one. Plus, I got them at plus one seventy. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. I like that one a lot as well. Um, okay, Russ, I appreciate it, man. Uh, good stuff. Uh, check out Russ on Twitter, Russ One Apprentice, and uh, he does some great stuff. Like I said, over at FTN, if you're looking for a subscription, FTN Bets uh, at an all-time low, ninety-nine dollars for the rest of the season. We'll be given picks and DFS plays all the way up until the Stanley Cup is raised. If you don't want to just sign up for the rest of the year, you can do a monthly package as well over at ftnbets.com slash pricing. Use the promo code MEANY from Russ, Matt Best. Shut that phone off. It's going to be blowing up all week, buddy. You got Tim Peel canned. We'll be back on Friday. Good luck tonight. Cheers. 